out there. The fact of the matter is, what Hillary points out, there's neglect in the part of the medical and the white community focusing on educating the minority community out there. I spent last summer going through the black sections of my town holding rallies in parks, trying to get black men to understand it's not unmanly to wear a condom, getting women to understand they can say no, getting people in the position where testing matters. I got tested for AIDS. I know Barack got tested for AIDS. There's no shame in being tested for AIDS. It's an important thing because the fact of the matter is in the community, in the communities engaged in denial, they're engaged in denial. No one wants to talk about it in the community, and we do not have enough leaders in the community and outside the community demanding we face the reality confront the men in the community as well as the women, letting them know Senator, there are alternatives. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. It's Willie F. Please rate and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen. Five-star rating. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Leave a smoke. We want it all. Sir, you know how hard it was to get to this moment. Golly. This is, this is, this is interesting, man. Uh, I say interesting rather than saying this is bullshit. But, um, yeah, I, I'm I find them to be uh, one and the same. Yeah, yeah. Just for all, all of you out there that are listening, just understand that we pretty much are back to our old shenanigans again, losing episodes, and we're just—it's like we're starting from scratch. This is this is no boundary 2016 all over again. Um, <laughs> the regression. But, you say what? The regression. Man, this is this is crazy, man. But um, uh, the topics that we even talked about on the the lost episode, I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I'm just gonna say. Um, it's very interesting that in one week, no, in one month, um, we're not even we're not even we're not even twenty days into the month. And Houston, technically, has already made nationwide news three times. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if the one today counts as nationwide news with the with the white girls that were dressing like thugs. I thought not that shit was hilarious. I thought that shit was so hilarious. I was I mean. <sighs> Why are we so sensitive? What happened? I mean, we can't take a joke anymore. Like you can't like you you remember you could watch a, a stand up comedian and he could just go at people in the audience. Oh, you're fat. Oh, you have bad hair. You have glasses. Like, oh, your teeth are bad. You could just sit there and you could just pick on people. You can't do that anymore. I mean, it's everything has to be politically correct now. What's politically correct? I mean, what does that even mean? To me, it seems like anything you do is going to offend somebody somewhere. So therefore, nothing is really PC. So you might as well be the president and just go all the way left and say what you want to say. I mean, that's why I have to agree with what Martin Wayne said that day. It's like, man, like fuck y'all feelings. Like I can't walk around trying to figure out what everybody's feeling. I can't walk around on a constant basis trying to figure out am I going to offend somebody. This is bullshit. Like, what's going on? Like, I really people need to understand that if I'm if I'm not mistaken, man. Like, if we're gonna get to the point where we're censoring everything, we're definitely going in the same direction as Nazi Germany. Like, we're definitely going in that direction. That's scary. 
And you say that's scary, like, but think about it. China already censors what the Chinese can see on the internet. Shit, they censor. They censor what we can see about what's going on in China. Like we, we don't, man. The common American person doesn't have a clue what's going on in China. I'm telling you, when I when I tell people about the Muslims that are that are suffering in China right now, due to the fact that they're trying to basically uh, erase their fucking uh, beliefs, they're trying to they're trying to. They, I mean, you have to understand they have concentration camps in China, and when when outside news reporters went in, went into China to try to to investigate, they set up the concentration camps like they were uh, like they were job centers. They they built basketball courts. They did all kind of stuff in, inside these uh, concentration camps to be like, hey, you know, so these aren't concentration camps. Like these are just these are just um these are just uh, job centers for Muslims that um that are that have that are that got lost along the way, and we're just trying to help them. But but in actuality, like there are people that have actually came out of there, and they're like, no, like it's fucking horrifying. They tell us that we can't read our Quran. They take away our prayer rugs, all kinds of shit. And, and and we and we have no clue because what they do, they censor us from the truth. That's literally to be offended is is to me that's a part of life. And the it's you're gonna be offended. There's nothing you can do about that. To try, to try to stop somebody from offending another person, I don't really see how that strengthens a person. I don't really see how. I mean, I'm not gonna say being offended every day is gonna make you stronger, but like. What is that really doing when when everybody doesn't? That's not even a cultural norm across planes. And then we're a country that's talking about open borders. Like, do you think motherfuckers from Germany or motherfuckers from uh, Botswana are coming over here thinking, oh, I gotta I gotta watch what I say? Like, they don't know about that type of shit. They're culturally different. Like, they gonna probably say what's on their mind. Even with that, it's kind of like you wonder why bullying is so bad nowadays because. People get offended and they take it to heart. Like no nobody is teaching kids like, hey, you know, nobody's playing the dozens anymore. Nobody's snapping on you. Like you're not growing up with your big cousins picking on you anymore. You're in this sheltered environment where you don't go outside and you just stay on your tablets and to the point where you get access to the internet and realize that people aren't nice. They, they aren't. That's the crazy thing. Like that's why it's an everyday battle it's an everyday push for those positive vibe only type people on the internet to constantly try to push those push those on push that type of ideal on people because a kindness is not common and that's just the truth and i i hate to say that more of the people that you come across on a daily basis are going to be rude or mean to you but it's starting to feel like that and we have to understand that most of our day-to-day interactions are on the internet now and if I'm gonna judge the internet, I'm sorry. The internet is a very negative place. I rarely, I rarely see good news on the internet. I literally, if it's if it's if it's something I'm laughing at, it's just because I'm a horrible person and I shouldn't even be laughing at it. It's that simple. You go to the internet, to the twitters, the instagrams, whatever, to to see people get roasted. Like the whole thing about Aisha Curry, the funniest things about her are her getting roasted. Like nobody's yeah. really, you know. Saying, okay, yeah, I see where sis is coming from. No, people want to see her get roasted. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing as Game of Thrones. Like we were talking about the other day. Game of Thrones, in my opinion, has been around for years. It's been it's been it's been a great show. All of a sudden, what everybody doing now, spewing negativity towards it. Once you hit that mainstream spotlight, you might as well just get ready to be fucked. 
Because nobody's going to show you any type of love. No. It's going to be a small few that are standing for you like a Beyonce or or a Rihanna or something like that. But for the most part, man, you're fucked. If you're if you mainstream and you ain't and you ain't got a cult like following from that's been around that's gonna die for you that's finna fall on a goddamn sword for you. If not, it's a wrap. And then there are you're gonna, gonna be, be the people that just hate you simply because. And I have those people that I hate just simply because. Like I can't stand Joe Kim Noah. Never met him a day in my life. He never hit a buzzer beater against my squad. Nothing like that. Just don't like him. So but, that's how I feel about Gabrielle Union. It's like I don't, but I don't go out of my way to, to be like just on her page, like exactly. Her. And and that's because I don't care, and you care less than I care. But there are <laughs> the people that do care that are gonna go out to their platforms and be under the comment section of everything they post, firing them They're up. You trash. Me. You can't have a kid. That's why you had to have a surrogate. Like there are those mean people who come at you, and what they want at the end of the day. Attention. They'll and sit their there. They're miserable. <laughs> they'll sit there. They'll tear Gabrielle Union up. But if Gabrielle Union said, you know, hey, I'm sorry that you hate me or anything like that, nine times out of ten, they're going to be like, oh, snap. Hey, Gabby, thanks for responding. This, this, and this. Like, you did all that trolling just to get some attention. Bruh. It was a day and age where two Marlins brothers could put out a movie. And they can be completely dressed as white women. And that shit to be seen as a cult classic. White people ain't complain one time that I know of. And I, I know people to this day that love that fucking movie. I ain't never seen a movie day in my life. But it's a movie called White Chicks. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me. The, the, uh, the offense threshold, how it's went down. So, it's so heavily. It's like, we let that shit slide and it's like, Hold on, like, if I'm not mistaken, I forgot what movie it was. But there have been so many movies to where, in in actuality, like we, I know you've seen it. A movie, a, we look, we we'd be looking at a movie, we'd be like, damn, if this movie came out today, motherfuckers wouldn't be having that shit. Yeah, I've seen like, that. Why is it like that now? What the fuck happened? Hey, I mean, it's. You can you can, as long as nobody portrays you in a bad light, you kind of got the green light. That's how that's how, I think that's how we feel as a community. Like, hey, you better not say nothing bad about black people, but we can come out here and fire up everybody else, and that's gonna I don't be like cool. That shit. I like, fuck with that shit. like people can say, oh, we having a thug day at school, and that's not cool. But I remember when I was in high school, we had like a preppy day. Where you dressed up in, in a button up and you tucked it into your shorts and stuff like that. And right or wrong, that's kind of something geared towards the white culture and how they dress. And, and for people listening that don't that don't know this, Memorial High School is a, a school in the inner city of, of Houston. In my, I mean, technically, it's, it's inner city Houston. And um, I mean, it's, it's somewhat of a for, for what I remember, it was it was a prestigious school for me growing up. I don't know if the if the demographic demographics have changed any but um uh when i saw the thug day shit you know you saw my response i'm like i mean okay i mean like if if that's what if if you want to be 100 about it how many mainstream thugs do you know that are white can you show me a main a mainstream thug that is white i mean i don't i don't even fully associate with the definition of thug like 
What what do you I like thug is more of actions than appearance to me. But no, nah, but see that's see that's that you you're going you're going deeper than it needs to be than, than it needs to be. All I'm saying is whenever you and whenever you as uh, on the mainstream level when you've heard the word thug, well let's just be honest now. Thug derives from hip hop. If you really think about it, thug is thug is a hip hop word. Thug is a thug is a part of hip hop culture. So when I whenever you think about thug, an old head like myself, I'm gonna associate it with Tupac and Trick Daddy. I mean that's just me. If it, and I'm not talking about how the mainstream media tends to portray thugs, but I mean even if you want to look at it like that, I mean let's not forget about what Obama called all the motherfuckers running through Baltimore rioting. Like what did he call them when they were rioting? He called them thugs, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, the what what is it? I mean, if 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 you want to be honest, when has thug ever really been uh, associated with something nice? Like never, uh, you know what I mean? Like so so at, at least if I'm looking at thug from a hip hop cultural perspective, I'm looking at thug. I'm looking at thug life. I'm looking at I'm looking at Trick Daddy. I'm looking at I'm looking at Bone Thugs and Harmony. And they all look a certain way. They all had a certain type of music. I wouldn't necessarily say their music was native, but for the most part, it comes from hip hop culture. And what I saw on the, on the Twitter on the Twitter today, I felt like I just saw what what most people, if if they just got if they had a bird's eye view of what a thug was, I feel I feel like they hit the nail on the coffin. Did anybody come up there with blackface? Not Did anybody come up there with blackface. They can't even get braids anymore, Jay. At first, it was blackface. Now they can't get tattoos on their arm, can't get braids, and can't wear a basketball jersey. Come on, man. See, this is this is. I think I don't have a problem with what they did. I have a problem with what they called it. If you would have said we having hip hop day, I would have thought all of that fit in line. If that was '90s hip hop, to early 2000s hip hop, all of that would have fit in line. Hey, call it hip hop day. That's what it was. Just kind of like when the rodeo comes to Houston, they have the Go Texan Day that first Friday, and everybody puts on their boots and and everything. Now, if you had that, if you caught that White Cracker Day and people put on boots and shit like that, okay, that's not right. All I'm saying is, if I'm thinking about thug from a hip hop cultural perspective, before white people, before the white liberal media got a hold of it and put a negative twist on it. Because in my opinion, like I said, I don't necessarily think the word thug and think nice things, but I do think thug in, in, in when okay, we got zero out here in H Town and he feels thug means true hero under God. So we've had our positive spins on it. But all I'm saying is if you look at it from from even because obviously if, if 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 for them to say thug day, I feel like one way or another they were just trying to show that although this person is being classified as a thug, he's truly not a threat. I mean, once again, when you the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of thug, like I said, as an old head for me, I see Pac, I see Trick Daddy, see Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know, that's what I see. I don't see Allen Iverson necessarily because that's what the white liberal media twisted it as. And like I said, these kids that present that rep that uh that uh participated in Thug Day, I mean, I would like to go even deeper into these pictures and I would I would like to ask them like, what was your influence on this? What what did did you did you take did you take it from a hip hop perspective or did you take it from what the liberal media uh has spun it as? Did you come up there with a with a black hoodie on? 
well, hold the Skittles and with an Arizona can in your head. Wow. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's to me, that's when it gets negative. That's when it probably becomes racist. But when you're literally representing what Thug has always represented, which is shit, a nigga from the hood. Like a nigga from the hood, like that's 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 low key what it's always been. But once again, I really feel like the the white media put a spin on it to where we can't even like put it like this, Jay. People people in people in our in our neck of the woods always you know be just like, hey, you know, I'm just I'm just thugging it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, or I'm just saying like it's like it's just crazy to me. And once again, because when you and I talk about thug, it's a different. Different, different word. Basically, like it's a whole different. Funny thing is, I just googled thug, and like the first five posts are of young thug. So, I mean, that really doesn't do much of anything. But. It's, it's it's a hip it's a it's a hip hop term that the white liberal media has bastardized. I'm telling you, like the word thug doesn't mean the word. It's almost like when we hear nigga now. Like to be honest, you hear the word nigga. Nah, matter of fact, let me even take it a step further. Think about the word retarded. Like, I'm telling you, it's certain places in America, if you say retarded, you finna get dragged. Yeah. Because that, that's just not acceptable anymore. But when you really think about it, the word, what does the word retarded really mean? The, and you, it's just you got your Googles right there. Go ahead and Google it. Because if I'm not mistaken, being retarded is mentally ill. Yeah. So what you just you just you just let that word trigger you? And that's and that, all I'm saying is that's what thug has become. Thug has become a word that triggers us. When in actuality, I mean, thug ain't nothing. It, it, at the worst, you could say a thug is a low life. And like, even what is even with retarded, like like you said, it's a it's a mental, physical, or social developmental issue. But also, the second definition it says something very foolish or stupid. And I have a cousin that is retarded. Like he didn't develop mentally fully. And, you know, he has to, I think he's my age, he might be a year or two older, but, you know, he's not mentally competent enough to fu- um, function on his own. Yeah, but whenever I use, go ahead. No, I'm saying, and, I, I, and I'm not saying, all I'm saying is, you, you use the word, you use the word retarded in a, in a scientific or educational way, but that's the same thing as somebody was saying, as somebody saying gay, like, we 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 use the word gay in a negative connotation for so long that we've allowed it to trigger us. When in actuality, I mean, she if a nigga gay, a nigga gay. I, ain't, I mean, I ain't necessarily saying that negative about him, but if you think it's negative, it's negative. If somebody's retarded, somebody's retarded. If somebody thugging or somebody's a thug, it is what it is. People people are. What if they would have named a gangster day? What if they just said gangster today? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I mean, when I would associate in this in this liberal media, I would associate thug and gangster to be one and the same. Okay, so if I came up there dressed as Al Capone, would you be confused? <laughs> I, <laughs> I would. I would. I see. I see your point. I would. Like, that's that's all. Like it, it's we 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 always we always. Uh, that's all that it is. PC. Uh, political political correctness has allowed words to to be to become triggers because that's what happens. We we get to the point where we hear a word so much in a in a in a context and we allow it to only be in that context and we allow it to trigger us. Like we just got to get away from the fact that 
we got to accept the fact that so many words have so many different meanings and not even meanings, but they're applied in so many different ways. Just like when we always, when the first show, first show start cracking, we used to always had a debate about uh, what is talking and what is dating. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, who knows? But in reality, motherfuckers know what's up. It's just that we've allowed this shit to become more confusing because nobody really wants to be honest about it. And for so for anybody out there thinking that I'm taking up for what Memorial did, I think the whole ideal of Thug Day is weird because I don't like to associate anything street or anything that, um, how do I say, like if I'm looking at a school's demographic, I'm going to want to empower the school's demographic by things that are positive to their development. I don't find Thug Day to be positive to anybody's development. So why would I have a Thug Day? If anything, I'm going to have a career day. I'm going to have, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a career day. I'm going to have a, uh, I'll have a women's day. I'll have a, uh, I'll have a, you know, a men's day. So, you know, a something positive. So men, you say what? Something positive. Yeah, I don't I don't see what Thug Day actually brings to the to the to the forefront when it comes to beneficial, you know, um development of a child. And when I when I when I see things like Thug Day or when I see things like teachers going viral because they're hold, they're holding a noose, it just gets me to think like everybody's out here literally just trying to go viral for attention because it's almost like any publicity is good publicity. Like it makes no sense. Like how can a principal of a high school think that Thug Day is a good idea anyway. The, the sound of it, we know, is probably going to trigger somebody. And the fact that these kids were able to participate in it just lets you know how far their privilege goes. Because you're not having Thug Day in, a, in, in Compton High School. You're not doing it. Because you <laughs> ain't going to be able to tell who the thugs are, are you? I mean, you can't tell who thugs are on a daily basis, I assume. That's what I'm saying. So when you, all I saw today was caricatures of what people think thugs are. And pizza, in my honest opinion, people think thugs are well-groomed, uh, cool-looking individuals. That's what <laughs> that I wear saw. jerseys. You know, I, niggas look like Kawhi Leonard out here. Like, <laughs> nigga, Kawhi Leonard ain't no thug. Bro, I did look at Kawhi Leonard's interview last night like, man, he just got these cornrows and he just, with these cornrows, like, that's that's it. That's just, that's just me. Cornrows. So, and, and we've allowed cornrows to mean much more than what they really are. Like, fuck all the cultural appropriation shit, because all cultures culture appropriate. That's to think otherwise is nonsense. To think otherwise is, is grandstanding. Like, stop acting like our culture is the best culture, is the only culture that matters. Because we can dig real deep and we'll see how how lame our culture can really be. And once again, to even think about uh, a cultural perspective. The first thing you did when you got when you heard the word thug, you start thinking about your own people. Yep. I'm talking to us black folk. You know what I'm saying? But we all know that there are white thugs out there too. The to me, the motherfuckers that's doing the, that's uh that's uh, the skinheads, Aryan Nation, and motherfuckers in prison, they white thugs out there too. You know, motherfuckers walking around tatted the fuck up, ain't got you know uh, Billy Bob having sex with his sister. You can't get an abortion now in Alabama or Georgia. He a thug too. You know what I'm saying? Just saying, like, don't don't allow the media to 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 force you to contextualize a word that is just a fucking word. 
Like I understand it's 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 a it's a significant word in hip hop culture, but it means so much more. So uh, all I'm saying is you gotta relax. But I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying like look at the big picture. Like we get mad over nothing. It's like that movie Laquisha. Niggas up niggas in the uproar over Laquisha. Bro, that that doesn't even look like a real trailer to me. That looks like a joke. I think that, I think that that dude once again was trying to do an attention grab. I think he was fucking with people, and I think he was basically trying to show the unfairness in 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 PC culture because that's exactly what I saw. Because as soon as I saw that movie, the first thing that came to mind was "Sorry to bother you," and I'm yeah. sitting here thinking to myself, "Well." Every almost before I took my break from Instagram, I swear I saw so many clips from that movie. Sorry to bother you, and I'm like, man, I watched Sorry to Bother You, and I think Sorry to Bother You was an awful movie. I had no, I don't even understand what the fuck the movie. I don't even know that what that was trying to portray. That movie was just god awful, and whoever made that movie needs to be banned from Hollywood. And you don't like Tessa Thompson, huh? And you don't like Tessa Thompson. I'm starting not to like Lakeith Stanfield either. That's why I want you to watch that Be Someone so bad. Because, I mean, that nigga, he ain't, he ain't really got no range to me, dog. He's so, he's so, I mean, his best, to me, his best role is Atlanta. Like, but he does that well. Yeah, even think about that. What does Darius do in Atlanta? Nothing. Just be a nigga. Just be a nigga. <laughs> he just be a nigga. <laughs> he just a nigga. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, he does it well because I think I think that's what he is. He's just a nigga. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, boy, uh, Paperboy, a better actor than him. Yeah, he got more range than him. I, I've seen him in a lot of different things, and even when he was in Get Out, like Lakeith Stanfield in the beginning, he just did black people stuff. Like he seen some shady, he was like, nope, and turned around. Like that's exactly what we do. He literally <laughs> is just a nigga. He just a nigga, but Paperboy can act. That's why Paperboy is in Godzilla. Because Paperboy can act. Paperboy is going to be in a lot of box office hits. He was Paper in Hotel Artemis. Uh, I've seen him as a cop in in the Halloween movie, was it? Or yeah, no, I think that was Halloween somebody movie. else. Yep, yep. But like, but yeah. Yeah, he can act. But yeah, even but, even with that, I know you brought up the Alabama-Georgia abortion thing, and you was on a roll, so I didn't want to interrupt you. But you seen <laughs> that post I sent you that um, Rihanna had posted where it was like, you know, these are the people who decide that uh, you know, abortion is illegal and it's nothing but men. And then I would I happened to scroll to Ellen Pompeo's um Instagram. When you sent me that, I didn't get that. Oh, you didn't get that? I, I think it's sent to you on Instagram. But basically oh. it's it's a collage of like sixteen white men who decided that abortions were gonna be illegal. Oh, shit, I, I see it, I see it. And so and then I went to Ellen Pompeo's and she her Instagram page and she was like by the way, Ellen Pompeo, she's Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. But she goes, you know, how about, you know, a group of women get together and decide a man can't buy a gun under the same, basically under the same rules that they have for abortion now. And I, I see where she's going, but I think the target was a little bit off. I think you had to, you need to get something more personal to men, like, you know, something that a man can do to his body. But I see where she was trying to go and it makes perfect sense. Like how do a group of men get there and decide what a woman can do to her body? I'm be honest with you. We didn't, we didn't have this abortion uh, talk before on a, on a, on a, on a past episode. Uh, we, we talked about rape also. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a simplify I'm a try to simplify this cause we ain't got a lot of time. 
and I really wasn't going to talk about this topic. Um, and I, I but I'm, I'm gonna say this first of all, I don't, I don't like when, when people post things and, and when they post something, they, um, they, it, it kind of strays away from what the real facts are. I do appreciate the fact that she said, Governor K. Ivy, shame on you. But people need to understand that this abortion bill, the uh, the, the leading the leading proponent, the leading sponsor of this abortion bill is a white woman, Terry Collins. She is the, the main sponsor of this bill. So you plaster all these white men on this on this on this picture, constantly trying to make it seem like white men are the. Uh, it's just it's this narrative of white men are evil, white men are evil, and the main people that are pushing this narrative are people that are living off the white man's dollar. There would be no there would be no Rihanna without a white man that's behind her signing checks. There would be a, not a, there would be no Beyonce without a white man signing these checks. Like you got to stop doing this shit because to me it's lame. Secondly, the the thing that the thing that annoys me the most is because the people that you're that you're angering. The people that you're getting pissed off the most are the people that are going to go and and, and they're going to project their anger on these white men, not realizing that you're not in a position like Rihanna to be talking shit about white men. Because at the end of the day, you ain't, who are you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's since I, you said I'm on a roll. <laughs> you have to understand something. I was more shocked at the fact that when you look at the other side of the bill, it was more black men that voted yes on this bill. Um, I don't, I, I, like, once again, I, I'm not, I don't really think that my body, my choice is a legitimate argument because uh, I, I can go on for days about how that's, it's kind of weird and how it's, it's, it's easily debatable that when it's all said and done, I respect the person for making a very, very tough choice and having to have an abortion. I don't think that a logical, uh, a lot of sound-minded, logical women are out here getting late-term abortions, waiting to their six months before they're saying they're going to get aborted. I think a lot of women, once they realize they're pregnant, once they realize something's going on, you know, they go into shock and they do what they got to do. And usually, it, it it goes beyond the six weeks. Six weeks is a little a little crazy. Um, what people don't know. Is that um, if you look at the stats, you look at the facts. The facts are that white birth in America is decreasing. It's decreasing heavily, and with white birth decreasing heavily, it's a lot of it's a lot of white people behind the scenes, a lot of white supremacists out there that feel like, hey, we're gonna do everything that we can to make sure that we could get our birth rates back up, because once again, white birth rates are decreasing. Yep. So. That's why they're willing to say, we don't give a damn if it's incest. We don't care if it's rape. We need more white babies. And when you think about that, when a white baby is born and they are put put up for adoption, they're about 80 to 90, 90% more likely to get adopted than a, than a black child. When you, you got damn near... You got damn near half a million kids in a foster care system. And I'm telling you right now, it's way more black kids in there than anything else because white kids or uh, non-minority kids get adopted much faster. And that's that's just the reality. So when I see black when I see black men out here saying, hey, abort, 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 it just gets me to thinking like, man, that's a lot of these black dudes. It's like, hey, man, fuck them kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying. I'm not trying to birth these little badass black kids. Like that's how I see it. But white people, no matter what, they like, hey, bring these motherfuckers into the earth because we need more of them. Yeah. And once again, I, I see logic on both sides, but to me, it's just it's kind of fucked up because I know that a lot of white supremacists that 
if that little white kid is not born into a high class family, y'all don't give a fuck about that little white kid. Like these little white kids don't mean shit to y'all. Just like the little black girl that went missing in Houston two weeks ago. Like, think about the life that she lived. And when you think about her life, the first thing that comes to mind, like, damn, if y'all was gonna do all that to her, y'all might as well have aborted Wow. Just just saying. You got she out here getting molested. She out here getting lost. She a biological father not even really in her life. Like, why did y'all even have her? That's and, and, and that's that's the question that raises. It's like, damn, why are you bringing a child into this earth if one, you're not ready for him, and two, you're not gonna love him? That's always a question to me. Every, you say what? That's always a question for me. It's like you know, you, you people would have kids because oh, if I have his baby, he's gonna stick around, or you know, if I get her pregnant, she tied to me forever. And it's like y'all are doing this for the benefit of the child. Y'all not bringing them into an environment where you can give them the best life. You're doing it for your own selfish reasons. Like yeah. who creates yeah. a human for your own selfish reasons if you can't provide for them? Like there are people who want kids who cry at night for children and they can't get them or they haven't had that opportunity yet. And then here are people who are just knocking them out two, three, four, getting 12, 15, 20,000 back on their taxes because they got so many kids. And, and, and they don't give a fuck about the kids at all. Really, they, they say, fuck them kids. And, and it's crazy because if you think about the argument on both sides. You got a lot of women saying, fuck them kids. Then you got these white men over here saying, fuck y'all. We trying to have as many of them as possible so we can take back over America again. It's kind of scary when you think about it. Because that's what it literally is. Because the same people that will tell you about climate change and all this other bullshit when it comes to science will be the same ones that argue you down and say that 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 beating heart, that 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 specimen inside that woman's womb is not a child yet. Like, they'll literally argue you down about that. Those same people will argue you down that a trans woman is a woman. What's going on with them, Jay? I'm just, like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't see, science is science. Bi- science scientific truth is scientific truth. And and I tend, I tend to not try to go against it. When the proof is there, the proof is there. The last thing I'm going to say about abortion is, I think it's morally wrong. But I understand that there are times when a person needs to come to the conclusion like, hey, I'm not ready for this. I'm not able to do this. I got to make a fucked up decision. But don't be on some Melissa Milano shit trying to make it seem like you're doing something for the kids. How you doing something for the kids when you're killing them? That makes no sense to me. And if you don't view it as a, as a child, then you're just in denial, in my opinion. Because once, once you conceive, clearly there's something that is alive in you. I'm, what do you call it? Goobity goop? Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. It's it's a it's a touchy subject for me because, like I said, I have close friends that have been through that, and I don't think that they're horrible people. I just think that they were faced with decisions that I could never, in a, in a million years, be able to relate to because I've never had to come to the conclusion like, damn, I can't do this. I gotta abort this. That, that's never a decision I've had to make, but. I imagine that if I was in a, in a situation where somebody was trying to rob rob me or try to kill me when my son was with me and I had a gun on me and it was like, damn, I got to take this nigga life or he going to take my son life, that nigga finna get got. Right. And I, and, I, and I feel like that's a similar situation because in that situation, I got I to gotta think, damn, I'm taking somebody's life. This is somebody's brother. This is somebody's son. This, is my, this might be somebody's father. But damn, 
he's gonna do something that's gonna inconvenience my life. Very and true. That's, I'm just saying, like, that's how it is, whether he's a thug or not. <laughs> just saying. But hey, man, if these if these celebrities want to be on this on a high horse, starting starting race wars, man, hey, man, go right ahead, man. I I'm gonna just sit back and watch because uh, I, I I can't fuck with it. At the end of the day. I can't fuck with it, man. But, but um, I, I, was, I was following this young man on Instagram, man, and, and I wanted to end off on this note, man. He he posted some interesting things. I'm, I'm going to read it to y'all real quick. So it said, uh, let me see, man. This young man said, uh, do your own thinking on all occasions. Decide what you really want from life. Analyze temporary defeat no matter, no, no, no matter of what nature or cause. Recognize that your brain is is a receiving set. Recognize that your greatest asset is time. Recognize that fear is generally a filler. When you pray, don't beg. Recognize life is a cruel taskmaster. Remember that your dominating thought. Remember that your dominating thoughts attract. I like that shit, man. That young man is he was on to something when he posted that. My favorite one was when you said life is a cruel taskmaster. And the reason that's my favorite one is because it relates to the abortion situation. Like, bruh, that is a tough-ass situation. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You, you, already, you already was in a situation where you really should... You, you, it's easy to say, well, you should have wrapped up. It's easy to say that. But at the same time, it's like, damn, but you didn't now. So now what you gonna do? Hindsight is twenty twenty always. That, that's the that's the taskmaster at work. That's why I say God is a comedian. I yeah. say it all the time. You, you've told me that he's before. A, he's a comedian, man. He's a comedian, man. I, I, I hate to run y'all, but I got things to do, man. But uh, that's understandable. Like like he, the country people say, we'll cut the tail off of it and call it short. Oh my! You is a country motherfucker, boy. Hey, through and through, a, man. But what you got words of advice? Um, yeah, I got words of advice. Um. Uh, those quotes that you read off are um, from a book called Napoleon's Hills Outwitting the Devil. You know, if y'all want to. Oh, want yeah, to yeah, that is. That I out. remember that. Okay. But okay. Um, my words of advice are simple that um, perfection is all about um, perception. Whatever you see perfection to be is based on your perception of things. To me, perfection might just be, hey, I got up today and I went to bed today. For some people, perfection is I made a hundred thousand a day. It's all about your perception. I like that. I like that. Uh, I, I'm just uh, my my uh, cousin was supposed to send me some words of advice that words of advice that we were supposed to just insert in here, and I, I, she she's one of those people that wants to be a perfectionist. So uh, I don't know if she's gonna send it in, but shout out to her whether she sends it in or not. And if she does, we'll just input it after mine. You know how the shit works. Uh, I'm going to keep mine simple and just say, uh, it's a quote I got from Mattress Mac. He says, uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> hey, Young nigga move that dope. <laughs> that's all he was, though. He's, that's all he was, a drug dealer. That's it? But no. Mattress said, said Money Mac. Hey, hey, he said, he said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Hey. I, I like that shit, bro. The harder I work, the luckier I get. That's real shit, man. It really is. People people don't associate any luck with hard work. Yeah, I worked hard for this. Hey, I, I lucked out a couple of times, too. Shit, just remember, this nigga's under that bridge working hard, too. <sighs> and they, they, you know what I'm saying? So, it, it, luck ain't hit him. 
Love don't love don't hit everybody the same. So when you working hard and shit fall into place, just remember, man, they, they, that that luck came to find you. Just like I told, like I said about the homie Sean, I was like, man, he made that trip to California. And some people that had made that trip to California, to California, they wouldn't got so lucky. But hey, that nigga put in the work, came back, shit, opportunity aligned, universe, the universe and the stars aligned, and all that lunar nebula shit, and look where he at now. Back Young, black, and successful. Hey. <laughs> when we feel like it, huh? That nigga trash talking shit about Captain America. He think I'm gonna go get on his ass. <laughs> he got me fucked up. He, he low key roasted all the Avengers, so I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I let the nigga slide this time, but he, he need he need to fall back on Cap. <laughs> you know, he already know how that is. We can do this all day, but we can't. We, can do this. we gotta go. I know, I know, I know. But you good though, man. Yeah. You never know, man. I, we might, we might, uh, we might come back with them again, man. We, we we still trying to get this shit shit together, man. This this Skype thing is it's interesting. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's it's scary when you can record something for fifty eight minutes and then you lose it. Matter of fact, it was really like an hour and twelve because it was two pieces that we lost. So, I don't but anyways, man, it. I have short term memory loss, so that didn't even happen to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is what it is, man. Uh. Get ready for this New, this New Orleans trip, man, and I, I I'll tell you how it is when I get back. Enjoy yourself, sir. I, I'm gonna try to, man. As long as long as I come back, it's it's all good, man. It's a blessing. Hey, you got any you got any closing words? Nah, I'm sad. Okay. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?